Hello, welcome to Zdeněk's English Podcast. My name is Zdeněk and I am your host. And what you can hear now is my voice. That makes sense, right? Doesn't it? Sorry for this uh, tacky and cheesy joke. It may occasionally happen here on Zdeněk's English Podcast. In fact, it may happen more often than, than not. Anyway, today I'm doing something special. I had this crazy idea that I could kill more birds with one stone by first recording the podcast and second doing something for my fitness. Because recently I have been moaning, whimpering, crying and self-pitying myself in an unprecedented way and I want to put a stop to it right now at this very moment. So, what is this going to be about? Well, I've taken a random book. In fact, it's a quite a quite a lovely looking book. W- what a nice cover this is with a dragon. And it's called The World of Ice and Fire, The Untold History of Westeros and the Game of Thrones by George R. R. Martin. Um, this doesn't mean that I'm going to be speaking about the Game of Thrones. Not at all. What I'm going to do is to just open open this book and randomly, basically, I'm going to close my eyes and point my finger, um, index finger or what have you, um, somewhere. And um, the idea is that I find a word. And the challenge for me is to try and explain what this word means. So it's going to be a bit of a, a teacher-centered practice. Okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? I don't know how ingenious this is and if anyone has ever done this before and I don't really care, to be honest with you. But not only that, um, I said I would kill two birds with one stone, not just one, and the second bird will be killed by me doing push-ups here live on air, which I don't know how uh, it will come across uh, and uh, how it will come through, uh, but I just have to uh, believe that you can trust me, you know, because, well, I may produce some, uh, you know, some sounds like me trying to catch my breath and... Um, basically struggling with this workout but you know what i mean the idea is to jog my mind as well as uh, exercise my body okay here we go let's start and i wonder what i should start with okay let's open the book first i hope i will not end up pointing in some very difficult word okay so i've just pointed my finger and it went straight into the illustration which is not gonna work, so let's try somewhere else, okay? There we go, okay, the word is where. Well, where is not a very difficult word, spelled W-H-E-R-E, and it's basically a relative pronoun. And it can also be an interrogative pronoun. Now, I've thrown some terminology at you, so let's break it down, shall we? So, the relative pronoun, it means... Um, this can be used to introduce a relative clause. For example, uh, mm, this is uh, the hospital 
where I had a treatment last year. Okay, that could be an example. And where as an interrog interrogative pronoun, where do you live? Okay, easy. A piece of cake. Okay, so I, I'm sure you know how where is used now. It basically refers to a place, either an unknown place, if it's an interrogative pronoun, where do you live, uh, you want to know the place, or, or it introduces a relative clause which basically tells you more about, in my case, of the hospital, about where I had this treatment, you know, it um, tells you more about the hospital. Okay, so now is the time for 10 push-ups. I know I'm not uh, over-ambitious with this. I could do more when I was younger and much more fit, but 10 push-ups seems a fair deal. So uh, wish me good luck, cross me your fingers and uh, break a leg, Zdeniek. Okay, 10 push-ups. Alright, this was alright. Okay, so first 10 push-ups didn't feel like much work. But I hope it will be more difficult. Okay, I'm pointing my finger at another word. And unfortunately, it's, um, it's the word reach, but spelled with a capital letter. Obviously, this means that it's a proper noun, and as you know, proper nouns are commonly spelled with capital letters. Proper nouns can be names of languages, places, names of people, and so on and so forth. Um, so, in this case, the, the word reach is some place. And because I'm not a huge fan of... Hey, hang on! That is a map, actually. Reach is... it looks like it's, um, it's a piece of land located in the southeast of whatever this place is. Actually, it's a door. It's Dorn. You know, where Dornish come from, the Oberinmartel, the, 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 the um, powerful and wealthy southern family of Mart Martel. Um, this is what I'm looking at right now. And the reach is the south, uh, um, southwestern part of uh, their land. So that's the reach and obviously the verb to reach something it means that uh, you it can it could mean that you achieve something, you reach your goals, uh, reach your destination when you travel by train. This is if you get to the place where you want to get or basically it means if you say I can't reach the ceiling, you're trying to stretch your hand upwards towards the towards the ceiling in your room and you can't get there because you are not tall enough you could jump there and then perhaps you will be able to uh, reach it or if you are smart you could actually use your bed to to get higher and then you might be able to reach the ceiling okay so i hope my explanations and examples are um, good enough and it will help you reach uh, a good level of English if this is where you're aiming uh, with this episode of the podcast. 
or if you just want to have fun, that's fine as well. Or if you just are curious if I manage to complete my challenge here. And now is the second round of the push-ups. So, again, wish me good luck. Let's hope I deal with this, I handle this in an easy manner and fashion. And, um, okay, without further ado, here are my push-ups. Okay, another 10 push-ups. Okay, still feeling all right. Not enough challenge. Okay, we will see what happens next. Another word for you is another picture. This is not what I want. Okay, two. Not hard, yeah? Two is uh, the second number. So you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. I know it's night almost here, it's 11 o'clock, so perhaps that's why I um, stumbled over my word there and accidentally said night instead of nine. It's a similar word, isn't it? It's a, uh, actually, um, it's a minimal pair. Minimal pair is a pair of words which differ in just one sound. Okay, I hope you are not facepalming those of you who are English teachers, because the way I'm teaching you today is a bit of out of context, without any plan. It's a spontaneous type of episode, and I'm talking off the top of my head. So, uh, the point is here that it could be a bit disorganized, a bit shambles, um, and this is w what kind of person I sometimes am. I'm sorry, I don't always come with a plan um, because I simply enjoy a bit of adventure. And this is exactly what I'm getting myself into right now. And it's the time for the third um, round of push-ups. Okay. Now I hope that the fourth word to clarify here will be a bit more useful for you because so far I have been explaining simple words. Let's see. Maybe I'll need to use my dictionary for the next word. It could happen. I mean, George R.R. R. Martin uses colorful language, obviously, and could be a hard word, which the word justice is not really justice. Well, okay, seems like I'm catching my breath. Could be more interesting as the time progresses and as this episode uh, gets further and further. Let's see where it takes me. So justice, well, it's an abstract noun. Justice is basically a concept of fairness, of being fair. And I think it's also... Um, okay, so if somebody does something um, bad, okay, uh, now the justice is that uh, this person gets punished. So obviously in, in countries, in various countries, you have this jurisdiction or the ju ju um, judicial, um, if that's the right 
pronunciation of the adjective. Uh, mm, power, you know, jurisdiction, jurisdiction uh, court, you know, that kind of thing. And so if you do something against the law, you, you get punished. So that should be justice. It doesn't always work. There is a lot of corruption all around. And people just um, manage to get away with a lot of things, you know. But that's the way it is, unfortunately. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. So I hope I'm doing justice to, um, to what? To English language. Uh, that's a good collocation to do justice. To do the right thing. To kind of promote the... Um, Promote the thing, okay, um, not very articulate from me there, but um, yeah. So I hope I'm doing justice to English language by um, trying to clarify this. And also I hope I am um, challenging myself in an interesting way. I will probably have to listen back to this to make sure it's publishable and listenable, you know, because... You never know. But at least it's, uh, it's an experiment and I, I, I hope it's welcome. Because sometimes, uh, you know, we get into stereotype just doing the same thing all over again. And it gets a bit mundane, a bit boring, all the same. This is, what, what we, this is exactly what we don't want to promote here. So, I think it's the time for the fourth round of push-ups. Okay. All right. Yeah, I already feel that my muscles are drawing, you know, the biceps and the back as well. Okay, my um, body temperature may be rising a bit and my pulse is faster for sure. Um, okay, let's see. Remain. That's a good word. Here we have it in the past tense. Remained. Because um, remain is a regular verb. That means that the past tense is created by adding ed at the end of this verb. And what does the verb actually mean? Well, the verb means um, to stay. You know? So if something remains, it means it stays in the same way as it was before. Um, so, for example, um, I don't know to what example I could give you, really. It remains mystery, for example. That's what comes into my mind. Um, so, um, hmm. if this podcast episode um, is going to go down well with the with the listeners with you guys it remains mystery for me because as i said it's an experiment and i know i keep repeating myself but i just wanted to do it this time uh, for good um i had good uh, intention with this because um i needed to use the phrase or collocation to remain mystery it means it stays mystery it um, 
no, I don't know if it's the best example here, really. Well, it kind of continues to be in the same way as it was. Okay, I'm sure the Longman Dictionary of, co- of um, Contemporary English, which I have somewhere here in my room, could explain this verb in a much more concise uh, basically, they would use better wording there than me, but I can't find it. It kind of remains hidden from me. This will have to do, you will have to get by with my explanation. And now is the time to get to the fifth um, round of push-ups. It's workout time. Let's do this. Get in. Okay. All right. I'm feeling a bit exhausted already. What's the time anyway? It's quarter to... 10, so I was lying before. I was telling you it was 11 o'clock, it's still quarter to 10. And if I manage to complete this um, challenge, which my, I set my objective in a way that I would do 10 push-ups and 10 words. So that's the challenge. Hope I manage it. I hope I complete it. I hope I achieve my goal, reach my objective. We will see. Um, And uh, now we are in the half. We have have, uh, managed to um, cover half of the words that I meant to do. And I have done 50 push-ups already. So we are exactly halfway through uh, this challenge. Which is great, because now it will get even faster. Uh, um, Psychologically, this is uh, the breaking point. Okay, there we go. Provoked. Another verb in past tense. uh, Past simple form of the verb. So, provoked. Regular verb. If you provoke somebody, you take actions which... um, make the person angry, Uh, you do something maybe cynical, something something that you know the person will not like in order to create some kind of tension, in order to perhaps offend or insult someone or just, or you could do this to, to spark up a conversation or debate. It's sometimes good as a teacher when I ask provocative questions because um, it ensures um, the, the overall interest in the lesson, you know. And it's good to provoke if it's not too much. If it's too much, then the people obviously get angry. Um, and that's not what we want, is it? Instead, we want to do some more push-ups. Okay, it seems like my wrist um, is a bit sore already, so hopefully I will manage to do another 10 push-ups. Whew. 
okay, I can already feel my body. Okay, let's be honest. Um, this is going really well because uh, I wouldn't be satisfied if I just did this without any consequences, without not be not feeling um, not feeling like I have done something, you know. I really want my body to be sore because this is when I know that I've done a good job and that my muscles are gonna grow. Because to be honest with you, I've been neglecting my body recently. Um, speaking of the uh, fitness and working out and bodybuilding, I used to do this much of much more often. I would go to the gym every day, almost every day, without a break. But these days, no. Because I've had an injury of an Achilles tendon while playing football. And then I kind of lost interest in these activities. But I always knew I would come back. Because, you know what? Not doing anything physical. Not working out. Not trying to push myself to my limits. It only makes me depressed. Honestly, I can't stand um, this kind of void. This kind of inactivity. I have to do something, always. So let's, uh, let's do four more words and 40 more push-ups. Okay, what's the word? Against. The word is against, which is basically a preposition. So you can have like two teams playing against each other. So you, you may have a football match, Manchester United against Arsenal. Could be a good match. It definitely could. Um, or um, you could lean against the wall, which it basically means uh, you have like two things which are opposite each other. Yeah, this, this is how I understand it. Um, but there, there is like a direct connection, you know. So you, you can lean against the wall or um, um, two teams play against each other. It's like they are in, a, in an opposition, but connected in a way as well. Also, this could be used when you have um, some arguments, arguments, for example, against the proposition. You, you may agree with something and uh, some people may be against it. So, for example, mm, I don't know, gay rights, you know, um, gay marriage or um, the fact that gays could raise children. Uh, in some countries, this is being uh, put forward. Uh, by some lawmakers, but it doesn't usually um, succeed. It doesn't usually get um, released, but because a lot of people have some problems against it, a lot of people have some um, objections to it. So um, I don't know if if uh, have a problem against something. I don't think that's the right collocation, but you you could say to be against something, right? Like with the with the verb to be. So you you are against um, animals being treated uh, like the the factory farming, you know, animals being treated in harsh conditions and so on and so forth. So there you go, against. Be careful. The stress is on the second syllable if you talk about the pronunciation against. So it starts with the schwa sound, uh, and then you have against, against. All right? Okay. Let's go.
Okay. Whew. It's getting more and more difficult. And I'm a little bit losing my mind here because I, I may have actually done more push-ups than I was supposed to. It could have easily been 11 because I lost the track of count in the middle of doing the push-ups. But I think I, um, I miscalculated maximally by one. Uh, by one push-up, so I may have done one more just just in case I got this wrong. It would be ridiculous to to make a mistake and end up doing 99 push-ups instead of 100. Could bring me bad luck as well, you know. So I did. I possibly did an extra one, but I don't know. I don't know, and I don't care now. So we have got three more words to cover, and then I can wrap this up, call it a day. And the word is cornfield. So again, it's a proper noun, cornfield, but it could... So cornfield here, I, I guess it's a town or something again, again in the world of um, ice and fire in the Westeros, but... Obviously, cornfield could be a field of corn. You know what corn is? Uh, you know, popcorn. Uh, the stuff that, the white stuff that people normally eat when they go to the cinema. The crunchy, um, the crunchy meal that um, is often flavored with salt or, or something else. So, corn is obviously uh, a plant that is grown in in large fields right and uh, <laughs> interestingly enough this is a bit of foreshadowing one episode which i'm gonna publish soon after this one i think was recorded in a cornfield so i think that's a nice foreshadowing here isn't it foreshadowing because foreshadowing has to be more uh, or less i mean less conspicuous it has to be more uncanny and um, less obvious. This is too obvious. Anyway, I think I should stop talking and get down to business. Whew. How many more do I have? I don't want to miscalculate again. I think I have 30 more. So let's do this. Okay, I have 20 more to go. And it's getting more and more difficult. Ah, God. So, I should do two more words, if I'm not mistaken. Because I should be making some marks, you know, just making a tick. But instead, I just rely on my memory, which, as you know, is sometimes uh, full of holes. You know, it's um, it's like a Swiss cheese. It's like a sieve. Okay, my memory is like a sieve. I used to say sieve on this podcast for this dish, which is used uh, to sieve <laughs> um, stuff. 
for cooking. I don't want to go into details because I'm not an expert by any means of, by any stretch of imagination. But anyway, Sif, if you want, you can Google it. S-I-E-V-E, Sif. Strange pronunciation for such um, common spelling. Okay, so let's do two more words. Uh, okay, beneath. Ah, oh, that's a difficult one. Beneath. Huh. Um, I always, I always um, confuse this one with beyond. So beyond, I think beyond your imagination. It's just somewhere where you cannot go. It's um, beyond. It's like out of this, out of this planet or out of the realm of possibility. Um, beyond, beyond the sky, somewhere far, far away. Um, what's the word beneath? What does the word beneath mean? I think it means like, wait, that is a phrase, as far as I can remember. When you say somebody is beneath you, uh, if somebody is beneath you, it means that you are kind of over this person. So, beneath could mean like under. Now, let me find this. I think it's a bit old-fashioned, this word. I know it's used. It just doesn't belong to the communist vocabulary. Let me check it in my dictionary. Beneath. Okay, beneath. Yeah, I was right. Uh, there is a, a phrase to sit beneath the trees and it means to sit under the trees so yeah there you go beneath means under okay all right uh, you know I think the word beneath is often used metaphorically like if you say this is be beneath my dignity if something is beneath your dignity you don't want to do it because uh, you are better than this. You know what I mean? This would humiliate you and so on. Okay. <laughs> As you know, I'm a little bit struggling. I wonder how much it is due to the fact that I've been doing the push-ups here while trying to teach you some English. It's a deadly combination, isn't it? But that's, that's, what, um, that's what I have been doing here. Basically, it's, um, it's an experiment, as I said before. It's something new, something I haven't done yet. And perhaps I never will. Well, let's see how this is um, received by you, the, the listeners of this podcast, once I publish it. Now, it's the time for ten more push-ups. absolutely knackered Whew. my body aching everywhere now especially my uh, my hands my arms really painful really in pain um, and if I'm not wrong 
If I'm not mistaken, now we're gonna do the last word here. Let's see. South. It's not hard. South is the obviously one of the four um, directions. You know, when you when you look at a compass, um, when you have a map, the north is kind of to the top of of the map, and um, from the point of view you are looking at it, to the top, further from you, is the the north. South is to the bottom, like closer to you. Okay, I I hope you understand. Okay, let's see. Like when you look at the the world map, Australia is in the south. Or South America or Africa, whereas Europe is rather in the north, and um, North America, Canada, these places, Russia is in the north. Okay, so south. It could be difficult to pronounce for some people because of the th sound, th sound. Um, uh, south, south. Can you repeat after me? South. Okay. How is this? I can't hear you. Could you speak up a bit? Could you raise your volume? Could you raise your voice? Uh, okay, so this was the last word. I don't know how much of a use these words were for you. Um, I believe, or I suppose, I assume that you understand all of them. And if you haven't, then uh, this came in handy for you, hopefully. But I hope you're not disappointed with me if you haven't learned any words. I hope you're not cross with me and you will uh, accompany me on my journey to complete my objective of this episode of the podcast and let's hope I manage to do the last 10 push-ups and I am gonna do them right now. Whew. Let's do this. I feel determined but also a bit tired. Okay, you must think I'm crazy. You must think I became a lunatic. Um, well, it's still me, it's still Zdeniek from Zdeniek's English Podcast. I'm a bit sore, but I've managed to achieve my goal um, of uh, explaining 10 words and doing 10 push-ups. And uh, thank you very much for bearing with me for being patient. I know this episode might not be uh, the top drawer one, the top notch one, but I am sure it's one of the few episodes which bring something innovative, something new. This was an idea, okay? And I managed, I managed, I don't know if you really believe me when I was doing the, uh, that I really did those push-ups, those 100 push-ups. Uh, if I got this right, this counting. Um, I don't know if you believe me. I, I mean, I was trying to in inhale and exhale. To, I was trying to breathe in and breathe out while doing the push-ups. Um, I wasn't exaggerating it. I normally do this because it helps me uh, to kind of keep the pace um, and the momentum. But 
Anyway, it's time for me to uh, wrap this episode up. So I wonder what you think about uh, this project. Uh, do you think it was a good idea? Uh, do you mind me improvising a bit like that? Even though I often um, say uh and uh and I hesitate and I have false start and hesitations. And I repeat myself a lot because as you know, I'm a non-native speaker, so my vocabulary is limited. It's not an endless well of knowledge. But you have to push yourself sometimes. Not just by doing the push-ups, okay? But you have to push yourself. You have to um, come out of your comfort zone. And even if it's a bit painful, and this, this episode was literally painful for me because of doing the push-ups... Maybe this could be a good parallel. I could be drawing a good parallel here. That learning a language is a bit like doing push-ups. It hurts. But once you have done those 100 push-ups, you, ha- you get this rewarding feeling. You, you get this sense of achievement. Um, and it could motivate you um, to, your, to further effort, to make further effort and to keep working on yourself. And it's... It's exactly this, because um, if you do a lot of exercise, you know, if you keep repeating it, you, you get stronger and stronger. It's a straightforward formula, and it's the same with the language, although it feels a bit more difficult with the language, because it's like never-ending story, you know. I believe I know a lot of words, but how many of these words can I actually use actively? Well... The number is obviously lower, but the more I speak, the more I try, the more I throw in these words, the better speaker and more articulate I get. And sometimes I have to do this on the podcast because I can't speak in this kind of way at school while I teach English because this is where I have to downgrade my English, unfortunately. I have to simplify to my students to spoon-feed them a little bit so that they get the right input in an understandable way. So sometimes I need to um, kind of step out of my stereotype and do something crazy like this. And also, I promise, here on this podcast, I promise on this device, on this recorder, on my Sony recorder, that I will not stop um, doing the podcast for now. Never say never, but... I want to keep doing this, even though I haven't been very prolific lately, and I know, and I admit it, and I humbly, humbly apologize for it. I also promise to myself right now that I will keep working out more and more and more, so that I become really strong, and not only physically strong, like, that's not the most important thing. This is more of a mental challenge, you know, to push yourself, to to beat your... Um, uh, weak will to beat your unwillingness or reluctance to exercise your body while you know you should because it's good for you. And on this note, I would like to end recording this podcast episode. So once again, thanks for listening. The, uh, I have been Zdeněk Lukáš. Uh, Lukáš is my surname. I, I wonder if I have ever uh, said this on the podcast. Anyway, I've been Zdeněk. And this has been episode 132. I don't know what I'm going to call it, but I'm certainly going to call it something, right?
I cannot just publish the episode without calling it anything. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't let me publish it. Okay? It's just as simple as this. Okay, enough of this uh, chit-chat. Enough of this small talk and jibber-jabber and um, gibberish and I don't know what. Goodbye.